Hello and welcome to the final podcast from the Fan Critical Team covering Stranger Things Season 3 Episode 7 and of course the final Episode 8 titled The Bite and The Battle of Starcourt respectively. Of course there will be spoilers so if you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Uh, go and watch it right now, then come back and listen Piss to off. this. Well yeah, very aggressive. He's had a beer, has John. And speaking of... Uh, John, I'm, I'm joined by a different lineup this week, a, a completely different lineup for Stranger Things. We haven't had this this season. Uh, we have, of course, you just heard him, our very own burly Hopper-esque character in John. John? Hello there. Yeah, and yep. uh, and and for once we have the closest thing to a crazed, scatty and erratic female lead in Emma as our very own Joyce Byers. I'll take that, to be honest, because uh, if I look like Winona Ryder at 50-odd... Yeah. Banging, mate. Uh, now, guys, I did set Cerebro up to try and make contact with our little buddy uh, Gaz in the Upside Down, Australia. Uh, and I know what you lot think, and a lot of the listeners. Is he even real? Or did I make him up? I have to say at this point, it seems like I've just made him up to try and get an extra friend because he's not here uh, and he's not going to be in this podcast. He's unfortunately <laughs> he's unfortunately very ill. And uh, yeah. we send him... Our, very ill. Well, he said he's very ill, so... Mm. too ill to do the podcast I don't know if tummy ache qualifies as ill pathetic pathetic but let's all send him let's channel like 11 some good vibes Mm. his way hate mail and hate mail I mean if you're angry that Gareth is in the podcast you can contact us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com thrilled if anything some people are turning (laughs) up at this very moment that they don't have to hear his little tired voice his 4am tired voice god that little fella's not in here yeah let's all listen Okay, so let's start with episode seven, titled The Bite. Let's do our traditional blueberries. Yeah, very good. Get off of me. Uh, Let's do our usual... Oh, very sweaty. Very, very sweaty. It's hot here in London. (laughs) If you hear cars, it's because the window is open and it's roasting. Mm. Um, What I will say is this is called The Bite. It is the penultimate episode. We do the blueberry rating system, which is, of course, between zero and five blueberries. There can Mm. be no halves. No halves. Ridiculous. Nonsense. Don't Don't even try it out there. People have, you know, written in and said, you know, I've I've halved a blueberry before. It's like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Small children. That's yeah, why. We, that still. was a reason. That is true. Yeah. I'm going to go to John first. Episode seven, The Bite. Thoughts, blueberries, please. Um, I'm going to give it four and a half. Now I'm only joking. Oh. See, <laughs> that freak you out. Um, well, you say that, but there's been some absolute scandals during this season of uh, Stranger Things podcast because Lucy and Gareth have both um, foregone the blueberry system and started using three? stars. Stars. Yeah. Are they, you know, that's why they're not in this podcast, everyone, because they're They've hacks. They've been sacked. Absolute hacks. Lucy's at fucking IMDB, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a set piece in this episode that I suspect is supposed to be the set piece that everyone's like, oh, yeah, man, I love that. Um, in the house. Yeah, I didn't really like it. Yeah, do you like sort of? And we'll talk about references, of course, at the end of the episode in the Hawkins hovel. But Ooh. it's it was very reminiscent, and we'll, we'll cite it now of things like the Evil Dead. Do you like kitsch sort of horror films like that? Because that is essentially what it was, and I love that sort of stuff. So yeah, look, I, I've look, I've met the cast of the original Evil Dead. Oh, amazing! So what? well, apart from fucking the guy who plays Ash. Yeah. Bruce. Um, but all the women Bruce who you would Campbell. never recognise. Uh, yeah, flirted with them years back. Well, Tree flirted with her as well, so... Well, I raped her, but anyway, yeah, so... Unless we talk about that scene, the better. Yeah. Um, but there are moments of this episode um, that involve little Russian fella. Yeah, I love him. Um, that really make it... Um, I'm going to give it five bloobs. Oh, yeah. yeah. give it five bloobs. That's I, a good score. I've, yeah, I've had a real think about it. Um 
and although I like I wasn't a massive fan of the house scene or at least how yeah. it played out. Yeah. Um I really enjoyed the episode. And and it sets up the final episode brilliantly. Beautifully. Emma, uh joining us as our very own Joyce. Uh, not been in the podcast this season, no. been gallivanting around Europe. Listeners have been begging for your opinions on the show. No. no, no one's written in. Absolutely. But the good news is we are interested and good. I'm sure they're interested. Well, we're sort of interested. Can you at least well. pretend? <laughs> pretend for a bit. Okay, Please yeah. tell us your blueberry score. Please say stuff. Yeah, go on. I'm not going to bore you with uh, my opinions on the rest of the season because clearly I'm going to get punched okay, for that. Okay, let's move on then. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've been mixed is all I'm going to say. However... Ooh. Um, this episode, so I watched both of uh, episode seven and episode eight yesterday. So yeah. very fresh in my mind. I, I disagree with John. Is I love that set piece. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It gave me a few giggles and a few kind of oh my god. When um, are you giggling during that? <laughs> tea, tea, tentacles, tea. I'm a, I'm a morbid motherfucker. Yeah, yeah you are. Yeah. Uh, but no, I I really enjoyed it, and it's it set as you said, it set up episode eight beautifully. Um, it was exciting it really kind of brought everything together it started to culminate in you know that that ending piece and mm. i i 100 agree with john five bloobs yeah five blueberries from the team well um what about you len i'm not gonna give it a five i'm gonna give it a four Woo! uh which is how, dare you? how dare what say you which is a very good score <laughs> still um Yes, Rohan will answer the call. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just what fucking random. What say you? You know, it's Lord of the Rings. You know, we're all having a good time. I'm going to say it's a four. Uh, I think the show has been better. I think episode four of this season, like I said, which you loved as well, John, was a yeah. definite five for me. Uh, yeah. And really, when it started ramping up, I love the set piece in the cabin. I love the fact that, like you said, that the crew gets reunited um, sort of towards the, crew the end. Dem. The crew dem. Mm. Towards the end of this episode. Who and I also <laughs> love the fact that we did get a major death in this episode. Yeah. Or of sorts. I mean, we well. say a major death, but for a character that we, we, we actually really warmed to, like me and Gareth recorded the podcast for the last two episodes. Mm. And we, and I'm sure you guys have listened to it. And, yeah. and, and uh, we loved Alexi. Uh, Emma's probably not listened to it because the way she's looking at me, she's just like, yeah. No, she has. Oh, yeah. To it. No, yeah, we were good. talking about it earlier. Oh, we were good. laughing at the fact that Gaz was like, oh, yeah, hopefully he becomes this character. Yeah, that's in hopefully it for he becomes the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's dead. Oh, he's dead. Oh, he's dead. Really, <laughs> I found this really Definitely traumatic dead. because uh, I just watched the whole of season four of Queer Eye for some of that demographic. Right. Uh, so in floods of tears anyway. And then yeah. for half of this episode, some floods of fucking tears again. And then it won't talk it's about episode eye, eight. The sad thing is it? Is it sad it's, or is it like tears of joy? It's happy, sad, cry tears. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, so yeah. a lot of crying happened episode, yesterday. Well, yeah. you know, all I'll say about that is good scores. Good scores going into uh, episode eight. And we're going to talk about the plot of episode seven before we go on to our general thoughts on episode eight. But before we do any of that, we are going to have a quick advert break. Yes. <sighs> Yes, hello. What is coming up here at Fan Critical? I hear you asking. And and you know what? We ask ourselves that on a daily basis. Uh, luckily for you, uh, we've been talking about it for a while. Gareth and John have finally recorded the yeah. latest worst of Netflix yeah, right. uh, on the film titled Fred. Uh, that will be with you very soon. If you haven't heard the worst of Netflix, imagine 
people uh, whose job it is to people. go onto Netflix, find the most atrocious films in terms of, you know, just quality, production value, acting, everything. writing, everything. Uh, and we are hunting for zero blueberry films. Gareth and John have been doing that uh, for, I think, four films now. This is the fifth, or maybe this mm. is the fourth. I can't remember. Uh, but this yeah, is long awaited. There's been lots of you asking about it. It will be out, hopefully, by the end of this week. Worst case, Start of next week, you know, no, no pressure. John's, uh, you know, he's, he's editing that one, so yeah, drop doing it there. No, it's look, it's fine. I've, um, I mentioned it in the episode. You know, I, I apologize. Some things have got in the way. Yeah. Um, but believe me, it's going to be worth it yeah. because I think it's the best episode we've done without having edited it. There you I go. think it's the best episode we've ever done. That's, uh, That's that, exciting. That is exciting. I'm very excited to listen to that. Just to say, we did cover Black Mirror Season 5 uh, on Netflix. There are three episodes there. If you haven't seen Black Mirror yet, or if you have, and you haven't heard that podcast, go check it out. Because even though the season wasn't that great, uh, the podcasts are actually a very, very good time. Um, very, very fun. <laughs> Yeah, They're a good time. They're a good time, baby. Uh, it was really fun recording them, and they turned out really hilarious, actually, I have really to say. Hilarious. Well, Striking Vipers, I think. Very arrogant of you. Well, Striking Vipers, I listened to it again the other day, and I have to say, it, <clears throat> it, it made me chuckle. Well, it's just silly, isn't it? It's, it's just, just silly, yeah. Silly, harmless fun. Harmless fun. Harmless. It, it's all harmless. There's no malice in anything that Get we do. Get off me. Uh, no, but it's fine. It, yeah, it's, it's absolutely, ab- fine. absolutely fine. Uh, and... We will announce what we're covering in the next uh, few weeks on our social media channels because basically a lot of major shows are sort of either wrapped up at this point or they're gearing up to start towards the autumn. So we will be announcing what we will be covering in the autumn, but mainly we're going to be focusing on films for the next month or so. Uh, We haven't decided which ones yet. I know we haven't done Spider-Man Far From Home, like like we said we would, because there has been a lot of holidays. You know, it's holiday season here in England. I was on holiday in in Australia, the Upside Down. Mm. has been away in Europe. Uh, John's been very busy with other things here. So yes. we are working Extremely on it. Busy. We've all um, got to take a break. And we are working on what films we will be covering. So we'll let you know as soon as we do. And please do sponsor us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash fancritical. There you can get access to our cast episodes. We just posted our Stranger Things one where we recast the Stranger Things actors with actors 20 years older or so. It is very good. Uh, we have some more casts coming up like Men in Black and some others which we have in the pipeline too. Please do check that out, patreon.com forward slash fancritical. Now, let's jump into the plot of episode seven, The Bite. So, we begin this episode uh, picking up after the crazy ending of episode six, where the giant mind flayer-esque sinew bone creature uh, (laughs) escapes the factory setting and seems to be heading towards Eleven and the others. We see it approaching the cabin uh, very ominously uh, and very terrifyingly as the fair sets off its fireworks in the background, which I thought was visually stunning. Mm -hmm. Um, And the the, the sort of woods and the the cabin setting of, of Hopper's cabin we've had for two seasons now is quite scary. And uh, I like this whole sequence. Will senses that he's there and they begin, or it begins attacking the cabin. Uh, John, you mentioned this in in the preamble of your general thoughts. You weren't a massive fan. We've mentioned the evil dead, which is 100% kind of the vibe that we're getting here. You know, Mm. this crazy creature attacking the cabin, cabin in the woods, you know, all all these sorts of famous horror films that centre on a cabin, very American horror style. Yeah. Um, Why didn't you like it so much? Um, I don't know. I just, 
I thought some of the scene was just a bit dull. Like, I don't know if maybe I just felt like in episode seven there would be no real peril for that group. Um, and also, I mean, I, I said this before, I'm not necessarily a fan of this big, disgusting monster. Oh, I love this, it. This blobby monster. I don't like it. Like the blob, like it's we've disgusting. referenced. Disgusting, yeah. Yeah, I listened to that. Yeah. Um, I think if they'd have gone with a really kind of avert reference to the Evil Dead by yeah. doing that fast-tracking low shot... That would have been clever. ...from the, the point of view of the monster, yeah. I'd have gone ballistic. I'd have loved I that. I thought they were going to do something like that, you know. Mm. Also, it sounded like it was coming, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, also I know that the minions, or the, the flayed as they're called melted at the end of the last episode mm. yeah which was terrifying i yeah. thought and very gruesome disgusting but what? if they were sort of a bit deformed and attacking the cabin as well mm. as the monster if like their heads were in the monster's arms yeah or something that would have been very Talking. yeah that's kind of very the thing as well mm. uh, we've we talked about that in the references and um you know the john carpenter mm. version the 1982 version and um yeah it, i felt they could have gone a bit more you know, like we said, grotesque horror and they could have referenced Evil Dead slightly better, but it's definitely the theme there. I didn't think any of the main characters were going to die here, Mm. but I have an issue with this. And the only issue I have is the fact that, and I love the way that they solve it in the next episode, is the fact that every time there's peril, Eleven just turns up and goes psychic ballistic Mm. and saves the day and it's getting a bit old for me (laughs) you know what i mean like think about it season one what season one hold your hand out and kill the demogorgon Mm. season two hold your hand out and close the gate but this is what i loved about this four times this season yeah what Mm. you what you loved 11 going ballistic well not even that so her going ballistic but then actually not being able to save everybody and you know not necessarily just being the only one that can do this like actually everyone Mm. else having to jump in and that's what i liked about it yeah that was good someone has some weakness that was good when she got grabbed because (laughs) i was not like that uh, because I, I was I was genuinely slightly concerned for her, and, yeah. and, and later on in the episode were proven, you know, proven that it was actually a very bad injury that she got. Um, mm. uh, yeah, it was disgusting. And we'll, out three weeks, <laughs> at least out. Well, three months, I think, is the you know <laughs> what it said. Yeah, I know you didn't like a timestamp, but yeah. Um, right. yeah, spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. No, it was a, it was a very it was a very good scene. A great start to the episode. I'm glad they all got away, and we've got a core you know, group there together, praying for them to reunite with Dustin and uh, and Steve, because that will be an amazing, you know, we know it's an amazing reunion, but we needed that to happen. And, and you can see they're on that sort of right track now for that to happen. Yeah, but who needs Dustin and Steve? Yeah. When you've got Jonathan and the other more... Light bulb Nancy head and 50-year-old. Oh, go away. You're still fed up of J- Jonathan and Nancy, they're, even after the end unnecessary of... unnecessary characters. I know you went there for a five and six review, but I did feel that they with that horror sequence in the hospital, much better from them. Kill them off. Well, I we did say that one of them could have died yeah, and it was both. very horror tropey how none of them died. Mm. Um, it was a shame. You know, Jonathan, like, he gets killed saving his brother. Fine. That would be a good, yes. that would be a good death for him. I just don't know if, like we said before, is the show willing to go there with the kids? Because at the moment it's very Goonies. It's but very they're not, Goonies. They're see, not kids anymore though. Nancy and Jonathan are... Well, what? almost adults, 17. Are they only 17, yeah, 17 18? Yeah, they've, they've not gone to college yet or, old you know, university. Oh my God, that guy just died saving you. Is that your dad? <laughs> no, that's my, my slightly older brother. Is that your great uncle? Why has she got a light bulb for her head? 
That Funko Pop just died. I have to say, actually, that in this scene, I quite enjoyed Nancy. I like Nancy with the shotgun. Pretty cool. You know what? She's always got the guns. She's wielding them. She's good with them. Yeah. And actually, you know. Good with guns. um, Little. uh, That is mental, though. Like, she's tiny. Yeah. She's firing that shotgun. Not like even not even in her shoulder. No recoil. No recoil. Yeah, yeah she's wiry and strong. Wall. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, that would have been good comedy. <laughs> that would have been That would have been amazing. Uh, so let's crack on. Dustin and Erica uh, drag a drugged Steve and Robin uh, to the movie theatre in Starcourt uh, to watch, of course, one of the greatest films of all time, one of my top five films so of all time, Back to the Future. Loved it. Um, Where, you know, been thinking this season, what's the, you know, last season with Ghostbusters, do you remember with the Halloween stuff? And and this season, they always have like these iconic moments. And Back to the Future was heavily, you know, rumoured to be in this season. Mm. Finally, a whole episode I felt was sort of tied together with this Back Mm. to the Future thread. The use of the score and the scenes that are replicated later on is excellent. Yeah, it's really good. This quartet are spectacular yeah like the four of them are absolutely brilliant they are the stars of the show for me mm. um i absolutely i love that erica is amazing erica's Not amazing her chance to say this could have killed her off though i reckon <laughs> kill off the 10 year old <laughs> john's very dark but like the the um the banter and the connection and the bants. the bants uh, between Lads. them all is amazing, yeah. and, I, yeah. and I really, really enjoy that. And I think you know, the, you, you felt real kind of peril here. We're going to get caught by the Russians, you know. Stephen Robin are fucked, high as kites, brilliant, mm. love yeah. it, yeah, love it. But I really, I, I think they've done an amazing job with expanding Stephen Dustin into Steve Dustin, Robin, and Erica in the last yeah. few episodes. And, and- not, you know, Erica wasn't ever going to be a, a major character, but she's just too good. Uh, this, oh, yeah, I think she's going to be a main character. Oh, she's definitely going to be a main character next yeah. season. Well, they I said think. this season that she was going to be in a few scenes and she just wowed them so much that they kept her in for mm-hmm. so much more. And, I, and yeah. I think it was a banging decision. Yeah. She is the new foil for Dustin and Robin is the new foil for Steve. And that yeah. just seemed, you know, yeah. that's good for Steve because... Although I love Steve and Dustin together, I do think that we needed we needed to freshen up that group. They needed yeah. to have a new yeah. a new inventive way. And Erica yeah. just provides so much sass She's to the great. show that, you know, we just need that sass. As they're in the cinema, you know, chilling out, trying to look after them, so hiding from the Russians, Eleven's group break into a hardware store to uh, treat her wounds, gather more supplies, uh, namely the fireworks, which we'll we'll feature later on. Yeah. Um, but then suddenly Dustin uses the radio and contacts contacts them over walkie-talkie uh, <laughs> to explain the situation before he loses battery power. Now, this Back to the Future reference was incredible. Mm. Uh, it's the same scene in Back to the Future where Marty's like, <clears throat> Doc's talking to him on the radio. He goes, Doc, Doc. And then it, the exact same camera move, like a rushed zoom into the face of Dustin, like when he finally makes contact with um, Mike, is brilliant. And, yeah. the, and then the score... There's the exact right rise at the moment of yeah. surprise. It is so beautifully done. Mm. Uh, Very I good. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, what do you think, John, about 
Dustin and finally getting in touch with the with the crew. Yeah, well, finally. Finally, yes. Fucking episode seven, man. So episode one was the last time they Jesus had contact with Christ. each other. Episode one. Yeah, no, it's uh, that little moment. You're like, oh, thank fuck for that. They're finally talking. And yeah. you know at this point they're definitely going to reunite before... Episode eight. Yeah. And that's the thing that we want. Yeah, which is good. They're, they're the best. They are the best. And um, Gareth's main problem with this season was the fact that the kids weren't together. And if you remember last yeah. season, it was a similar thing. The, the group was split up. Not for as long, though. No, but even at the finale, they were quite split up because they all had different missions, which they do again in this season. Mm. And I suppose that there's more characters now, aren't there, really? So Too many got, characters. But at least they're communicating. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Eleven uses her powers to see where Dustin is because the radio cuts out uh, and they see that they're at the mall they're like what the fuck are they doing watching Back to the Future and you know what's going on Uh, so they all head towards the mall Uh, during this time Steve whilst Dustin's been on the radio and Robin in their drugged truth serum state have headed to the bathroom after looking at the ceiling for too oh, long. That ceiling thing is horrendous. That man. made me feel really. Sick. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I genuinely. You, were you on anything when you were watching yeah, yeah. the ceiling? Yeah, so I was, uh, yeah, I was yeah. high on, on drugs. Yeah, of course. Um, but that, yeah, that ceiling thing was just ah, oh, Jesus Christ. That was quite trippy, wasn't mm. it? Really um, cool, like how it just switches and dissolves into a transition. That's yeah. just like fucking hell. This. This is what drugs uh, are like, kids. And yeah. kids that are listening. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. That's, uh, well, well, you know, John's up for experiments. Those ones. Don't do those ones. Prescribe drugs. Fine. Don't do truth serum because that, Don't could, do truth that serum. could go horribly wrong. Yeah. Um, no one needs that. No yeah. one needs that. No one needs that. No one needs that. Because as we see here, Steve admits that he has feelings for admits Robin. Admits it. Admits it. Yeah, to everyone. Us, you know, it's like when that time when I admitted I had feelings for you, <laughs> John. Obvious and then though, it got very, it? it got very awkward. He he rejected him straight out. It was awful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tears, Gareth got upset vomiting. because because Gareth is very jealous, very jealous little human being. That's why he's not on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Turns out though, Robin. Well, tummy ache, remember? Well, yeah, he says that. <laughs> Turns out though that Robin um, is lesbian. Right, Thoughts. I I love this. Do you know why I love this? Is because it would be so easy for them to go conventional route and just pair Steve up with Robin, mm. and his reaction to her coming out as gay very subtly to him, was superb. Mm. It was that kind of, you know, Earth to Steve, you're still there if you've, you know, if you passed out on me or whatever, you know, whatever it was. Um, and his reaction just being like, oh, to be honest though, she's not that great, is she? Yeah. And yeah. just totally going straight into, back into like mate's bants. How it. good is Steve Amazing. as a character? Like just... Amazing. He can't put a foot wrong, this boy. That mm. reaction that he, after she had said that, he could have, you know, the hubris of the old Steve from season one could have taken over and he could have been a bit offended or... Yeah, or felt a bit slighted. Yeah, what are uh, what? But he literally yeah. was so supportive and Which just lovely. I really commend them for doing that. I loved that. it. And I love Steve even more now. Steve Harrington, ledge. Yeah, but doesn't it make you feel a little like gutted for him like when's he gonna get a break i think he will get a, you know you know that robin said she's um, a lesbian yeah. right do you do you do you think there is no hope for her and steve in the future i'm just putting it out there that yeah, I, I, I think there's no hope i mean I, I don't know we just don't know much about you know how much <laughs> of a lesbian she is but i also <laughs> what, you, what you mean is is she gay or bisexual <laughs> John's lost it. Fuck's sake. Um, uh, no, I think it would be a mistake for there to be... That. How, well, yeah, on a scale of one to lesbian. lesbian are you? That's doesn't a, work this is awful. that way. No, it well, doesn't work that no. way. Well. Um, I, I think it would be a mistake for them to 
go back on this. I think this is perfect. Yeah. So I think their friendship is spot on. And yeah, I, you know, I love their friendship. You've coupled up the kids. Yeah. yeah. That sounds weird. Um, you don't need to couple everyone else up. Mm. That, and, yeah, and that's I hate it when shows do that. Yeah, I hate it when they always have to have a romantic interest. Like, it's just, it just, it yeah, sometimes it just undercuts everything. And I think they just need to focus on this friendship that they've got. And, and that is, it is a sweet yeah. friendship. And, and Steve, once again, absolute fucking hero. Mm. Um, God, I love that man. And, Who doesn't love Steve you know, Harrington? It's the hair. I have said his face. Do you agree that his face is like kind of squeezed? Yeah, he's, he has got a small face. Yeah, like his features are sort of like... But also close. he's got that hair yeah. that will make his forehead seem bigger. Yeah. So mm. it's difficult to tell. I said imagine him bald in the last podcast. Ugh. Yes. Yeah, and, I, yeah, and that, that would be horrendous, wouldn't it? Me. But, you know, he is all about the hair, but, you know... Ugh, with your weird bald head, I'm going to be a lesbian. That's what happened. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. So, Fair. Yeah. Uh, so Hopper's group, because we haven't talked about Hopper in this episode. Uh, Hopper is with Alexi, uh, Joyce, and of course Murray, Murray Bauman, the yeah. crazed journalist oh, guy. Yeah, yeah, he's very eccentric. Fucking is me, is it? That's what you said, didn't you? In yeah. The last pod. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you know, I could we, me and Gaz could see you going that way. If, if, if things you, go wrong, John, I don't know. If right? you guys can see John's face week, right now, so. it's yeah. murderous. Yeah, I mean, and he's very sweaty, isn't sweaty, bearded. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is the you're sweatiest looking room kind of, of Murray-like, yeah. but anyway, very eccentric group filled with very eccentric characters are making their way to the fairground, the Hawkins Fair. Uh, the Fourth of July Fair, because they believe that the children are in danger. Hopper at this point is kind of like, uh, no, they're not in danger. I don't know why he's completely like sacked off 11. We said that last week. Like, so inconsistent. Yeah, character. yeah, it's very, Fucking very hell. inconsistent. Um, but, you know, as they're at the fair looking for the kids, Alexi and uh, Hopper and Joyce and um, Bauman are spotted by Mayor Klein, the slimy mayor man. Yeah, Klein is an absolute fucking douchebag. Yeah, he's a prick. He is a I prick. I hate him. And scumbag. Little scumbag. Fuck. Keep going if you want. Uh, he alerts the Russians, and because of this, Terminator. Oh, is that Gorbachev? <laughs> hey, Gorbachev, I got someone for you. Um, no, no, I'm the good one. <laughs> no, yeah. uh, so Alexei is shot by uh, Grigori. Alexei. Uh, the Terminator, essentially. And he is mm. extremely Terminator in front of Murray as Murray is buying. At this time uh, in America, what they're calling hot dog on a stick. But obviously, we now know it's called the corn dog. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. Um, I've never had a corn dog. I have. Um, are they are they good? They look like they're going to be good. They're not, and they're shit. not. Uh, they're just not. Them. It is very disappointing. You know? Do you like a battered sausage from the fish and chip shop? Ew. Yeah, I Ooh. love a battered sausage. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, from the fish and chip. Yeah, from the fish and chip shop. Yeah, they? Yeah. It is far superior to the corn dog. Um, any Americans, I would recommend a battered savoy any day. Mm. Batter savaloy, cheesy chips, gravy. Yeah. Well, well, no, you don't eat cheese in your chips. No, I do, yeah. Yeah, well, no, 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 curry does, sauce, yeah. maybe, and scraps. Curry sauce. Nah, mate. You're doing scraps. It all From up, anyway. up north, we call them scraps. So, um, so we've learned no corn dogs. No corn dogs. Go uh, on. No, let's, no let's, for Alexi but, either. But let's talk about Alexi's death. Go but on. How heartbreaking is it that you watch him play this game that they say is rigged? Yeah. And all the kids start cheering for him and you're like, <laughs> well, yay! And he wins and a giant teddy bear. Yeah, and he's walking off and he's like, look, it's not rigged. 
And they're like, yay, everything is happy, yay. Yeah. I've got some corn dogs or whatever these are. They're definitely going to taste nice, but they aren't battered saveloy. Yay. yay. And then the fucking Terminator turns up yeah. and guns him down in public. Through the teddy bear as well. Awful. The, the death of capitalism or the death of communism, which one? Communism. Yeah, definitely the death of communism. Yeah. It was a shame because obviously they're making quite a big statement with the Alexi character talking about how he hates. I mean, it's a very American point of view, obviously, but, he, you know, how communism and Soviet Russia was so terrible. Obviously, historically, it, it, it was quite terrible at times. I don't think they were great. I don't think it's an exaggeration. No, but the uh, idealism's there. But the problem is they never really adhered to the idealism and it, yeah, you know we could, we could go into a historical podcast if we want to but we don't need to but he embraced <laughs> capitalism um and he loved the looney tunes or as me and gareth said he was fed up of schlocky and blocky which was our <laughs> american uh, sort of russian cartoon that yeah. we think that he had to watch back home i yeah. uh, love the looney tunes to be fair they are better yeah. um and it was just a shame to see that he had finally found some sort of happiness he'd always been this scientific sort of prisoner character that we sort of assumed was just being used as a tool by the ussr <laughs> and then he's dead um yeah. devastating mm. and his little face his little chubby cheeks, mm. you know, his love, of, his love of Burger King, which I also love. So I'm related that. to him on that level. Um, devastated yeah, brutal, me, to be honest. Man. Very brutal. Yeah, and um, Gareth yeah. messaged me straight after the episode. After this episode, uh, we had watched it, and he he messaged me and said, "What about Alexi?" And I was just like, oh, devastated. Mm. And um, for me, it was, it's a shame. what was even worse was Murray's reaction was yeah. just absolutely uh, finally connected laughing, with him. Didn't he? Yeah, he was like, hey, yeah, laughing, I've got poking a corn him dog. in the wound <laughs> with the corn dog. Yeah. Um, why is no, he, why is he so carrying sad. and then just dumping around the corner? Why is he not just scream for someone's corner? Yeah, because it's the yeah. Russians, isn't it? Yeah, he's They're trying still to still there. Matter. Yeah. Don't that you're Russian, we can't help you. <laughs> well, it's very tragic, and that's the first major death of the season. I mean, I'm not counting blob people. I mean, oh. Mr. O'Driscoll, GB and Major Death. Uh, Oh, Heather, oh no, you've turned into a blob. Or chauvinist pig um, newspaper people (laughs) who uh, are definitely giant blob monsters now. Um, But, uh, (laughs) you know, this was the one that really hit us in in the feels to start it off before we obviously get onto episode eight and get more feels. Mm. Uh, Serious. So many feels. Feels. But before the episode ends, at the mall, Eleven's group arrives just in time to stop the Russians from shooting Dustin and the crew. Oh my God. Uh, I love the way that Eleven once again puts a hand out and throws a car across the room, mm. literally uh, splattering these Russians all over the walls of the Brilliant. Starcourt Mall. Mm. Eleven collapses in front of the children. <clears throat> Her wound starts pulsing with a strange growth Ugh. as we end the episode. This reminds me of something, and I can't remember what the film is. Alien, probably. Yeah. No, it's something else. Probably Alien. Um, Chestbuster. Aliens. We'll, we'll stick up, yeah. <laughs> Alien 3. Alien Resurrection. <laughs> Aliens times 2. Uh, Alien Resurrection. <laughs> what have you been watching? This is the perfect way to end the episode and take us into episode 8, like the, the finale of the season. It was it was great. Everyone's back together. Back together, the gang. Fucking massive peril. <clears throat> Flying cars. Trapped in the mall. Haven't and... really spoken about Hopper doing his fucking uber cool, just taking out everyone in the funhouse. 
Okay, yeah, that we can talk. About, awesome. Let's talk about that quickly. That was that, that was, was that was very good. Mm. Um, with the boxing sort of bags thing, and he's yeah. taking out the the guards. You and start he... to really see that Hopper is this giant man. Like he's just he's flinging people around. He's like... a Hulk, hulking American character. Yeah, he it's is. great. It's like, yeah, th- this is what I'm talking about. Good he, Hopper. He's the perfect sort of foil against the. It's very Rocky. It's very Rocky Four. It's very Ivan mm. Drago is the Russian, and Kyven. you know Ivan Drago Ivan. is the Russian. And you've got, you know, Rocky Balboa is, is our hopper and, you know, sort of a burly, just gruff Rocky man. Rocky Balhopper. Rocky Balhopper. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Uh, but a great way to end the episode. And uh, let's move on to the final episode of season three, episode eight, titled The Battle of Star Court. Titled Schlocky and Blocky. <laughs> the return of Blocky. <laughs> uh, no, guys, so seriously, let's uh, let's talk about the Battle of Starcourt. Obviously, uh, the series finale, the gang back together at the end of the last one. I want your blueberries and thoughts, your general synopsis of episode eight, please. Starting with you, Emma. Bloody, bloody great, wasn't it? Really bloody great. Uh, it was, it was, it was everything I wanted except for the fucking trauma. And I bawled my bloody eyes out for the last 20 minutes of this episode Oh, yeah, consistently. boy. Tears are flowing. But I think that TV <laughs> that does that to me is, is good TV, mm. to be honest. Yeah, true. And um, I'm, and I've said this before, and Lucy and I have said this quite a bit, that you could have ended Stranger Things after season one done it. Yeah, 100%. You could have done it after season two. Yeah. I am now, after season three, like clucking for season four. <laughs> Yeah. Well excited. Yeah. Which is the first time that's happened. Can you cluck like a chicken for the podcast? No, or? absolutely not. <laughs> um, so for for that reason, uh, this is another five blueberries for me. Yeah, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to chime in next. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, yeah. I'll chime in. This is a 100% a five blueberry episode. Oh, um, give God. it five stars. Then. No, I'm not a hack. Five strawberries. Uh, I will say that this is the best season finale the show has ever done. Um, I think it easily eclipses season one, season finale, definitely yep. eclipses season two, season finale. Um, what about season fours? Well, <laughs> it's going to be in Kamchatka. Uh, what, I, what I will... What? What I, do you not see the... I bet Emma's <laughs> yeah, 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 not seen yeah. the post credit scene, has she? Oh, yeah, maybe no, not. I have. I just oh, yeah, wasn't, has, I wasn't yeah. really listening to what you were saying and I was confused. It, yeah. Kamchatka is a strange word, so yeah. it's fair enough. Uh, no, it's amazing. It's um, It had every character had something to do of worth in this episode. And that is probably one of the biggest triumphs that the episode has because there are so many moving parts that work so beautifully and so, you know, just so well coordinated together to achieve the goal at the end of the episode. Uh, There's genuine tragedy, genuine sorrow, genuine redemption, uh, genuine peril. And for me, it was riveting television you know, even the epilogue was so touching. And I haven't seen anything this year that has topped this. I think the closest thing I've seen this year that for me had me as emotional was episode three of Game of Thrones, The Long Night, where obviously we went ecstatic. And if you listen to that podcast, you'll know we went absolutely mental when that episode was on. For me, this is the closest thing to um, excellent television that I've seen this season, so, uh, this year. So. <laughs> yeah. John. Len thinks of his years in seasons. I do. <laughs> Curse of a podcaster. Season yeah. 35 of my life. <clears throat> no, but what about the end of Schlocky and Blocky? Oh, Schlocky! <laughs> um, 
the dissolution of the Soviet Union. <laughs> fucking Blocky was well confused. Well, Blo- Blocky was part of the wall uh, that got torn down. <laughs> <laughs> and that was very emotional because Schlocky had to say goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye, Blocky. Yeah, they ripped Blocky's head off. <laughs> um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's a five five bloob episode. Yeah. Um, really good episode. Really enjoyed it. Uh, didn't, didn't get emotional, really. Um, you don't have emotions, though. No, I've got emotions. You know, we should see how I react when I get the bloody utility bills. Um, but I, um, it's the bit where he reads the letter. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah teared up, man. Yeah, proper teared up. I mean, I, I, I was watching it with the the missus in Australia, and I was, I was in tears, trying to hide them, trying to hide the tears. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just have to admit when you cry. Don't hide your tears, Len. Always let them flow free. Uh, you know, I, I, no, at you one see, point, Michelle didn't notice because I, I imagine she was crying at this point. Yeah, I just did the old. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no. I mean, that's not hiding, is it? You do that's the one where you try. Hurt. You just you look like you're rubbing your nose. No, just, you're secretly rubbing yeah, your yeah, eyes. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, I'm just rubbing my uh, my ear. Yeah. Like, just like, and then and then you do it. Yes, yeah. very very tactical. No, I, I just had eye. to say at one point. I just had to say, look, I've gone. I just admitted it. Like I've gone. That's mm. it. It's got me, and uh, that's okay. It's okay to cry. Yeah. Um, but I, that's like that is the you know Hopper is an '80s man. Yeah. Where they don't, you know, this is fucking. Dirty Harry Clint Eastwood. This yeah. is like, you know, men don't have emotions; they yeah. just have a gun. Yeah. So, for for him to, for it to be revealed that he actually wrote a letter that was like that beautiful. Yeah. And then to watch Eleven read it. Yeah. And then you hear Hopper narrating it. Yeah. Uh, but we'll talk about that in detail at the end because I I want to I want to talk about that quite a lot because there's a lot of things that are said said in that that I think are very interesting and might lead on to season four. Mm. So, fives across the board. Let's move on to the plot of the Battle of Star Court. (laughs) Just reading your notes. That is disgusting, that first line. (laughs) (laughs) Eleven rids herself of the growth as Hopper's group arrives. Look, my notes... (laughs) My notes are not verbatim word for word. I see them and then ad-lib, yeah? Yeah. Eleven's yeah. a fan of brevity. And so let me just ad-lib on this. Eleven rids herself of the growth as Hobber's group <laughs> arrives. <laughs> uh, so we've mentioned Alien here, very chest-bustery, and it's pretty disgusting when Jonathan... I mean, what is, Jonathan hasn't had much to do this season, really, to be honest with you. He's got the shit kicked out of him. John thinks he looks about 50... And he does look about 50. He does look really he old. He doesn't look 17, does he? <laughs> Fucking hell, man. No, he doesn't look 17. But what I will say is this. He goes, he, he's very quick. He, uh, you know, sterilises the knife with the flame. He gets, you know, plastic gloves. Flame he, on. Flame, he did quite good. well here. He did very well. Uh, mm. Well, he did well until he couldn't get the thing out. And then he was classic. Li- li- well, yeah. yeah. He was literally slicing open a leg, putting a hand in there. It was proper gross. What yeah. he should have gone for was some uh, medium sized tongs from the kitchen. Good that idea. He could have just yanked out instead of shoving his own fucking hand in her shin. Yeah, that yeah. hand in shin. Thinking. Shin no, hand. I was just like, stop. Yeah. I can do it myself. So yeah. I, I, I know what I'm doing. Let me just, uh, just put my hand in your shin, you yeah. small girl. I don't even know if that's possible. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, we've seen it happen, so that was fact. Though. That is fact. I mean, she uses her powers to get uh, the little creature blob monster out. Uh, little gas. Can I just pause here? Little gas. How little fucking gas. rank are these little weird blobby things? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, well, they're disgusting. No, no, I have a tummy ache. <laughs> 
Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah but <laughs> as they it's disgusting, it's disgusting and it's it's trying to crawl away and then we get that excellent shot. They're gonna go back to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, as it's crawling away to Australia, uh, the tracking shot, Hopper's boot comes down, splat. <laughs> And uh, you see Hopper, Joyce and Murray turn up with the kids. It's fucking excellent. Reunited at the start of the episode. Roll titles. Mm. Boom. We're into it. You know it's going to be a cracker at that moment in time. So uh, the team come up with a plan after they've discussed all their different sort of things that they've been doing and finding out about the Russians and the the, the mind flayer. Plans are made uh, to take Eleven and the kids to safety. They're going to hide at Murray Bauman's house, which weird little house it has got uh, about 20 lots in the front door yeah, though so very safe very safe mm. uh, while Hopper Joyce and Murray will shut off the machine that Alexi gave them the plans for with Dustin and Erica navigating for them from his radio tower and they're going to be driven there by Steve and Robin dream team absolute dream team so as the plan starts taking shape and everyone is going to their relevant positions Hopper Joyce and Murray go down into the Russian base they get down there Shoot a load of Russians, which was fucking awesome Stop at it. the start because they Murray was like, as soon as if we're lucky, they've got families. <laughs> but he was like, if we're lucky, no one will even know we're here. Opens the door, <laughs> mows them all down, and Hopper's back in Hopper mode, which Hopper's is obviously at this point. we're we're loving. Uh, at the same time, Dustin is in the car with Steve and Robin and Erica, and they get to the radio Hopped tower to go real far. Uh, they get to the radio tower, which is on Weathertop, which is obviously a Lord of the Rings reference uh, that we had in previous seasons. <laughs> so just dro- dropping How that in that there. come up again? Well, Lord of the Rings, because yeah. it's a reference. Wait <laughs> till the Hawkins hovel. Uh, they're there and they make radio contact with Bald Eagle, who is Murray, who will be going down into the vents and finding his way to the generator room to remove the power for the key machine thing. Mm-hmm. It gets very complicated, so stick with it, everyone. Stick with it. As the kids try and escape the mall, they are cut off by Billy, who is uh, has removed the ignition cable from the car and is doing a very sort of chicken uh, car standoff Well, thing. it's... Uh, a game of chicken. I believe it's reminiscent of a little Stephen King here, which I'm sure will come up in the Hawkins what, Hovel. Christine? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Could, Brilliant. Could come up in the Hawkins Hovel. Haven't written it down, but it, now it will. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God you've got your Stephen King aficionado here. Yeah, very I good. I thought this was great. I really like, and, and I know you're going to carry on, but I just want to stop here for a minute. I yeah, really yeah, yeah. like this this set of scenes, mm. and yeah. it was it was pretty scary. The uh, Dacra Montgomery, the Billy character, the yeah, 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 the Billy character, the Billy, yeah, the Billy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, he plays this really fucking well. Yeah, and we haven't really. I know you guys have previously, but in in this like podcast, we haven't really touched on him. I think mm. I touch on him. Uh, I think he does it really well. Sexist, and I think yeah. he was um, pig. Pretty terrifying. Uh, he's done well this season, Billy, to be fair. Um, he's had a lot more to do. Something that we wanted him to have yeah. last season. Obviously, we'll come on to the final scene with him a bit later, which I actually thought was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, he's, he's done a good job. And this scene was suitably, suitably terrifying. The kids have to flee back inside the mall. Uh, and they're trying to make radio contact with Dustin, who, um, you know, they can't get a hold of him because he's trying to talk to Bald Eagle at this point. Mm. As they're trying to make contact with Dustin, the giant mind flayer creature arrives at the mall, drops down, and you have uh, what begins to be an excellent uh, collection of horror scenes. 
very okay. reminiscent of a lot of different films, which we'll mm. mention at the end. But uh, this was brilliant with the kids hiding out in the mall, mm. the mind flayer destroying the radio. That was a cool little scene. Because yep. obviously that's been such an integral part of every season of Stranger Things has been the radio communication between the kids. Mm. And obviously the mind flayer is the overarching nemesis of all three seasons, you know, and just destroys the radio. I thought that was a very sort of cool scene. And yep. they're all hiding and sort of cowering. Uh, what did you guys think about the the set piece in the mall? And let's talk about it from a perspective of John. I know you like things like um, Dawn of the Dead. So yep. with the attack on the mall sort of situation, thoughts on on, on this then as, as as a sort of mall siege horror movie? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it was quite. It didn't remind me of Dawn of the Dead, really. The irony being that they make an explicit reference, reference. to Dawn of the Dead yeah. in the first episode. Um, but funnily enough, so there's a bit that, um, and I'll, I'll credit uh, Janet, Janet Hull, yeah, uh, who sent me a private message on uh, on Twitter. Oh, lovely. Um, private. So I was buzzing. Yeah, we didn't um, get to see this. This is private. This is for John's eyes only. Yeah. Um, turns out it was about Stranger Things, but that's fine. Uh, thanks, Janet. Um, but basically, so in that scene, uh, if you were to watch the um, the original War of the Worlds, yeah, oh shit, yeah, with the um, little telescope thing, yeah, you got the little telescope thing, yeah. Um, if you were to watch that scene back, um, it's fair to say that that is a fairly explicit example of them referencing a classic movie. So. That was a good spot. Thanks, uh, yeah, thanks, thanks Janet. Janet. Thanks for that, Janet. Um, Very good really spot. Very good. Very good. Because I, I, I have to say, I didn't notice it immediately, but then... In hindsight. You know, yeah, in hindsight I was like, oh, yeah. Very good. And that's when they're hiding in the gap and, you know, it's using the little tentacles to, to search around. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah, little blob tentacles. Get off me. Get off, get off me. Yeah. As this is, this is chaotic, This you know, all these things are intercutting with each other. You know, they're all intertwined. Uh, Bald Eagle is moving through the vents, getting directions from Dustin. Mm-hmm. As Hopper and and as he gets there, pulls the power. Hopper and Joyce are then able to go and retrieve the keys that they need to turn simultaneously to destroy the machine that is opening the gate. But are they? They get to the oh. safe. <laughs> they get to the safe, and uh, Planck's constant is what they are told that the key code is to you know, access the safe. Uh, turns out that Murray's mathematics aren't as good as his Russian and he does not get the number correct. Useless. Did he say it was 006? Zero, zero, no, 662-00842. Some, some, <laughs> well, something like that. What are you? We've got Rain Man on us or something. Yeah, I have, yeah. Well, just, yeah. But he was wrong, wasn't he? He was wrong. Uh, and Dustin was like, oh, I think I know it. But he definitely knows someone who does know it. Conveniently... He calls up Susie, says, Susie, do you copy? Reference to the first episode. Yeah. Susie, do you copy? And this was amazing. It was like it was like it was shot in a completely different show. Mm. And they just suddenly really? cut to it. Uh, and she's in this room in her nighty <laughs> with a little... She's got another Cerebro tower on her roof. She's got like Wizard of Oz posters in her room. You know, it's very... She's like reading a book, very studious. And... Uh, <laughs> and uh, Dustin finally gets in contact with her. They start having this dialogue. I haven't heard from you for weeks. Uh, okay, I need you to save the world. Uh, I need to know what Planck's constant is, right? Okay. And she says explicitly, I'm, I'm not going to tell you it until you, you do the thing. And she, You know you, what I want. Yeah, you know what I want. 
I was like, okay, well, where's this? Where is this going? Yeah, it's like it's this fifteen-year-old um, like cerebro phone sex. <laughs> I mean, cerebro fifteen-year-old phone sex, very good. I mean, it could be. I thought it could have been that. It turns out it's not because it turns out what's actually going to happen is they're going to go into one of the greatest minute and a half of television I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, but I thought. Instead of us inserting the clip this time, uh, John used to, you know, and Gareth, and unfortunately little blob creature Gareth has fled back to Australia. <laughs> um, you you started this. Mm. Not me or John. You yeah. started this. Um, Slagging him off. John, John, John and Gareth used to be in a boy band. What was the name of your band? Premium, Premium Branded. branded. Premium so. Branded. Uh, they used to be in a boy band. And Very good. Emma has always talked about oh, yeah. her singing as being phenomenal. So mm. what we're going to do now is... I'm devastated he's not here. Uh, and he... we, we would harmonise. Yeah, this is going to be terrible. But instead, yeah. we've got, you know... Schlocky and blocky. Uh, <laughs> it's fair to say, yeah, uh, an actual singer and fucking schlocky and blocky. Yeah, that's very fair. But which very... one of us is which? Well, I want to be, I want to be blocky. To be well, I'm schlocky then. Okay. <laughs> do you just say shocky? Shocking, schlocky. So what we're going to do is, uh, John, this is your, this is your moment. Because for the first time ever, you've got more than two listeners. You've had, you know, we've got quite a few listeners. There's so more, more than that in the band. So. Well, yeah, doesn't count. The band yeah. members don't count. So Good, this is your time. The X Factor, anything. No, I'm not singing on my own. We're all singing oh, together. Oh, 100% we're singing on our own. Yes. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the backing track mm. and then we're going to go for it. And I want, you know, I want everyone just to appreciate. I'm not going to do the whole song because that'd be mental. I'm going to tell you all in advance. I am so sorry for the assault that I'm about to commit on your ears. This. I reckon we could pull it off. We could. And you know what? This could have been a Patreon bonus. Could have been a Patreon bonus. But instead, I've decided, no, let's make this free. (laughs) This is for everyone. This is for everybody. So obviously, it's Dusty Bun in the show uh, kicking us off. But who's going to be kicking us off is is Johnny Woo, uh, Johnny Poo. Uh, no. What do you want to be called? I don't know. Just not fucking Johnny Poo. Right? <laughs> or Johnny Woo. Yeah. Well, Johnny Woo is better than Johnny Poo. Okay. I hate the word poo. Yeah, okay. So Johnny Woo is going to be kicking us yeah. off and then Emma Poo is going <laughs> to... How have you done that? I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to start the backing track. Oh, I have to clear yeah. my, my throat. Clear your throat. This is your moment. Premium branded. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> Turn around, look at what you see In her face, the mirror of your dreams And together, make believe I'm everywhere in hidden in light Written on the pages is the answer to a Never-ending story Fucking <laughs> 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 terrible <laughs> uh, <laughs> Patreon only everyone Patreon only <laughs> Yeah. That was good. That was good. Well I have done. to say, Johnny Woo, Johnny Woo, Emma Poo, Schlocky Blocky, everyone chipped Ew, in there. Uh, I will <laughs> say this: Gate and Matarazzo, Dustin surprised me. Nailed it. He charmed me. Mm. You've charmed me. You've, you've it got was the adorable. job. So it was adorable. The irony is, I didn't enjoy that in the in the Did episode. You not? I knew no. that. I knew and, that and you I, would I, say this. And I tell you for why. 
Oh, it's too on the nose. It's like they're not even trying with the references. It's just oh, like I liked him. I oh, loved that'd it. That'd be good if he sing that with do, some do, other girl that's from musical theatre. Yeah, like, come on. But do you know why it works for me on so many levels? Because it is so ridiculous. They're all all these groups are fighting for their lives. Hopper, you know, Joyce, Murray, and the kids in the mall. With the you know all that stuff's going on. The kids are driving away in the car. Let's remember that that's happened, right? Yeah, yeah. They're getting chased by the mind flayer. Awful. And it just keeps cutting when it when they're singing this song, which is like very pop video. It cuts to Hopper's face at one point, and he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then it cuts to Will and Lucas in the back of the car, right? And they just they just they both just look at the radio. They look up at each other. Those moments of comedy during one of my favourite songs of all time, "Never Ending Story." <laughs> He's just, it is, it is one of the best things I've seen you know for think, a long time. I think mm-hmm. the thing that's really great about Stranger Things is that in amongst all of the terror and the ridiculous, like, scary stuff is levity. And this was a bit extreme, but it was fucking hilarious. And I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a nice breather in the middle of chaos. And let's also just realise here that Susie's real. She is real. Susie mm. Poo, sorry, John, is real. Johnny Wu is real. Susie Poo is real. Dusty bum. <laughs> mm. uh, I loved it, and I know that Gaz loved it, and I, I know that he's gutted that he couldn't. Um, oh, that would have worked. It would have worked because I was going to go. Gaz, do you copy? Maybe and then, John and Gaz could record their own version for Patreon. Yeah, if you want to hear oh, Gaz yeah. and John uh, premium branded uh, reunited. Uh, go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical. We'll try and get that up there in the next you week know what? or so. I know two of premium branded are probably listening to this right now. Yeah, yeah they will be. And I'm, yeah. I bet they're thinking this was our chance and John blew it for us. Um, <laughs> so I'm really sorry about that to the other members. Maybe they'll reform. Who knows? Uh, maybe they'll sign up to the Patreon. All that. Yeah. Come on, guys. Sign yeah. up. Uh, that was lovely stuff. Uh, thank you for sticking with our terrible harmonies. Uh, but Billy and the Mind Flayer have trapped Eleven at the mall. Uh, and Billy seizes Eleven uh, very viciously because Eleven at this stage, Awful. we have to remember, has lost her powers. Mm. Uh, and this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Every season has had, and even about, honestly, you count it, about seven times this season, mm. she's just stuck her hand out and saved the day with her psychic powers, too right? Too easy. Mm. Way too easy. What were you worried about? And she was like, what you, and she, they said no professionals. <laughs> That's the most important thing. Uh, and again, with the pun... I got yeah. banned for that last season. You did, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but it's such a good way to make this a genuine situation of peril because mm. when you lose the superpowers and they're just kids fighting this ridiculous monster, it's game over. Like, mm. what are they going to do, like, feasibly? Well, what do they do? What, what do they do? Well, what they yeah. do so... is one of the most visually impressive things I've seen for a long time. This mall filled with a cacophony of fireworks, different colours, vibrancy. It was very neon, very 80s. I absolutely loved everything about it. Yeah. This this giant monster sort of stuck there getting bombarded. Being with attacked these, by the 80s. Literally well, it, being attacked by the 80s. It was also a, a hark back, shall we say, Ugh. to um, the, the scene on top of the Ferris wheel where the fireworks are going off yeah. the mind flares in the woods, which yeah. I thought was really good. And let's not forget, it's the 4th of July. It's, it's Independence Day yeah. in America. I'm independent from you, mind flare. Yeah. Very in a, in nice. Okay. Yeah. okay. Good. Getting really into it. It's um, very hot. I feel like I'm delirious. <laughs> uh, and, and I did... I love the colours. I love the fact that they yeah. rescue Elle just at the moment 
yeah. you know, the moment that was very necessary. And it, and this is a bit, you know, TV cheesy, but as this is going on, <laughs> as this is going on, you know, we have this sort of shot of Billy and her having this conversation and she's reciting Billy's deepest, darkest and most fond memories to him mm. to try and pull him back from the mind control or the, you know, the possession that's happened to him uh, whilst these fireworks are going off in the background. Beautiful stuff. Depressing, mm. isn't it? What What's depressing about it? Him with his mum and that. It is sad. Mm. And this I, is when my tears started. And I, I did say, you know, we said last season and, and me and Gareth said in the last podcast that... It, to have that dream sequence that we had in episode six where we wandered through his memories mm. gave him so much personality. And humanity. And humanity that we hadn't seen from him before because he's always been an arrogant dick. Mm. Uh, and I was like, I don't want him to die now because I feel like he's just had a rough time of it. And obviously, mm. you know, his upbringing has been difficult and um, he's just gone down the wrong path. But it, it, it looks... You know, it was a very sad, touching conversation between them. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown's acting is phenomenal again this mm. this year. She is really, really pulled out the she bag. She's gonna be a star. She is a fucking star, Super isn't star. she? She is a superstar. And uh, the actor playing Billy, I can't remember his name, Emma, but uh, Dacra Montgomery. I don't know if that's how you say his first name. <laughs> yeah, Dacra. Why not? Yeah. Uh, he he. All right, let's have some decorum. Yeah, he nailed it. He nailed it, and uh, he does mm-hmm. get through. She does get through to Billy, and uh, you that can that switch in his face is amazing. Well, and the effects because when he's sort of possessed by the mind flare, he's got these sort of black veins all down mm. him, and they sort of <laughs> they regress as she is talking to him. Yeah, uh, it's really well done. And the production really, value is insane. Yeah, one of the things that I think he does really well in this role, and you see this back in that scene where he's revving the car, and his face is kind of in the mirror and face to face. He switches between. Billy and the Mind Flayer's kind of receptacle. Mm. And he does that amazingly. You can see it in his facial expressions and his eyes. And mm. I, actually, I think he's incredibly talented. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think and pretty. He's good to look at. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not even denying that. No, you can't. can't. You can't deny it. No. And the boy's been working out. He's mm. in good nick. Ooh. So this is what it is. But this was, this was beautiful. It was beautiful. As this is going on, uh, Hopper and Joyce, obviously, after they got the the code from uh, the Never Ending Story song, um, (laughs) have got the keys. They're in the the room about to turn the keys on the count of three. And of course, the Terminator turns up. Grigori. Literally. Fucking Grigori. Uh, They have a big battle, him and Hopper. And some of the visual imagery in this is also stunning. The Mm. giant machine with the gate. Very cool. uh, And you literally have like a Street Fighter type shot side on of Burley Hopper, the mm. American brawler, facing off against the He's got his Yeah, he's got his fist. They both got yeah. their fists up. Yeah, it was yeah. very yeah, sort great. of computer game, eighties, yeah. nineties, retro video game stuff. Fucking loved it. Loved it. Mm. Uh the fight was brutal. Uh and basically kill was amazing. The kill was amazing. Love so Grigori getting thrown into the, the device or the machine and blood splatters everywhere. What's the line? See you in hell. See you in hell. (laughs) (laughs) It's so 80s trope. It's brilliant. Um, And unfortunately, though, that breaks the machine and it starts pulsing out electric, trapping Hopper on the edge of the railings as Joyce is left with a very difficult decision to turn the keys and shut down the machine, close the gate, kill the mind flayer, save Elle and the kids, uh, in turn probably disintegrating Hopper. This Mm. was very drawn out. But very, very, out, very yeah. emotional. Mm. And it's obviously, they're all, these scenes are intercutting with each other very beautifully between the fireworks and they run out of fireworks. Billy 
now turned back to the good side of the force decides to stop the mind flayer <laughs> you know star wars big reference you know yeah, yeah, yeah. uh stop the mind flayer from hurting l sacrifices himself there's that emotional stuff going on mm. as this key sequence is going on and as dustin is screaming down the radio close it close it it's so good it's perfect sort of a climax of emotions here um and too much. It is too much to take at times. And Joyce turns the keys, mm. cuts to black. Fuck. And then... No, well done, Joyce. You saved the kids. Selfish Joyce. And the Selfish world. Joyce. That's what we're all calling her. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, it's very emotional. We see the... Uh, this is important, and we'll talk about the Hopper stuff in a minute, but we see the other Russian guards get disintegrated um, instantly. Mm. Uh, so we know he's definitely dead. Well... <laughs> This is the thing with TV. Until you see a body or you see them actually physically die, we know that they're kind of probably not dead. Um, I'll cite a couple of theories towards the end of this section. But um, it was very emotional. The gate closes. Mind Flayer is defeated. Eleven, you know, is saved but powerless. And and Hopper, as far as we understand it, is dead. Thoughts, team? Um, well, I, hope, I hope he is dead, to be honest. Honestly, I, agree. I, I said to... Uh, several people that it cheapens it if he isn't dead yeah. however there are ways of of, of doing it of, of bringing him back which i think are elegant and i think it might be the pivot point of season four yeah. um but you have to remember that even if he isn't dead these characters at the moment the pain they're feeling is real like yeah. in their world you know the pain i felt was real yeah and it, it, it was it was tough to take i mean I think I even called it a couple of episodes ago um, that Hopper might be might be primed to go yeah, this yeah. year, um, and I'm sad that he is because he's easily one of my favourite characters. I mean, mm-hmm. he was badly used at the start of the season. Horrendous. The first three episodes I thought were really selling his character short, but towards the last three or four episodes, he was really coming back into his own. Mm. He was owning it. He was um, <laughs> owning owning it. it, owning the Russians, I'm owning this. Poning the Russians. Poning. <laughs> Len, no. You can say poning. It's a gaming term. Yeah, yeah I know, po- but, yeah. but that's why we're not saying it. Oh, Ponage. Right. Po- absolute poned. He poned. He poned. Wow. Okay. okay. So we've hit on a nerve, have we? Yeah, that bit. This isn't counselling, Emma. This is a yeah. podcast. It fucking is. I pay for this therapy. Look, it's ponage. It's ponage. Um, <sighs> but he's really coming to his own, and uh, to lose him at this stage was terrible. Um, the Americans come in, all guns blazing. We have the Doctor returning from last season. Um, Owens. Doctor Owens. Mm. He flies in with the cavalry, bit late, you know, bit late. Mate. Yeah, really fucking late. It, amazing late. shot, though, of them flying over Dustin and the radio tower. Mm. That was yeah. beautiful. Uh, they come in, save the day, apparently. America! Yeah! Fuck yeah! Uh, and Eleven sees in the rain that Joyce is, is, is sad, so she knows that Hopper... <laughs> Hopper's dead. Oh, and alone. Well, no, she's hugging Will at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but... Oh, she's sad. Cuts to three months later. Should we go there? Should we go to this, this epilogue section? I don't know if I want to go there. I think we need to go there. Ugh. Um, And then we'll talk about... Uh, and then we'll talk about possible theories and yeah. references. So yeah. three months later, uh, you know, yeah, everyone's kind of moved on. Steve and Robin are applying for a job at the video store. Quite a funny sequence. I don't think we need to really talk about anything there. No, yeah, God, it, such a... Dick, though, he is, he? but I hope he gets a bit of a bigger role next season because he's he's ends little, up being the star. Yeah, super dweeb. Um, we don't really need to talk about that too much. Nah. What we will talk about is the fact that Joyce has decided to move away. Something that she's been talking about all season. Not surprised. Why would you stay there? 
absolutely not. I can't believe she was still there after season one. She lost Bob. Sake. She's lost Hopper. She, you know, she's she's been a single Bopper. mother there. Yep. <laughs> Bopper, yeah. Um, so <laughs> she needs to get away. We also learn that Eleven has been sort of adopted by her. Yeah, sort of been adopted by her. Sort of been adopted by her, which leads us to the fact that we're going to get this emotional parting of ways between the group um, mm. which is going to be sad for the kids because we've said all season that this season has been about change growing up um, moving away from each other emotionally but they're, now they're physically moving away from each other as well mm. uh, what were you guys thoughts on on the kids being split up and Joyce's decision to leave Hawkins um, well look I mean all of that felt like it was the end of Stranger Things yes yeah, yeah. it was kind of like the end of Toy Story 3 in a way yeah why have they made Toy Story 4? It's excellent. So I goes, don't care. Is it? It's, I don't it care. is excellent. I do not care. But, but you're right. It felt like it was the end of, of Hawkins, really, because yeah. you're splitting everyone up. So yeah. how are we going to bring them all back? Yeah, I mean, it could be the end of Stranger Things. We've said that for the last three seasons, but clearly with the post credit scene, we know that isn't going to be the case. Mm. We know that there's more Ooh. There's more to, to see. With... Stupid post credit scene. I actually really enjoyed it. Hate you know, it. loads um, of people have not watched that. Yeah, yeah. so we'll, we'll talk about it and we'll tell them what happens and then they can go and watch it. Mm. Uh, but Joyce, uh, as uh, you know, she's tidying up, finds the letter that we referenced oh. at the start of the podcast, you know, we started podcasting about the speech that she was helping Hopper uh, say to Eleven and Mike about, you know, they were kissing all the time. It was too much. Mm. We've all agreed it was too much. Yeah. Um, and Eleven walks in, says, what's that? And she says, you know, it's the speech. What speech? She says, oh, he never even said it to you, did he? And then we get this amazing cut to Hopper uh, reciting the speech and we find out that he's actually ad-libbed a bit for himself. And this is what he had to say. Feelings. Jesus. <laughs> the truth is, for so long I'd forgotten what those even were. I've been stuck in one place, in a cave, you might say, a deep, dark cave. And then I left some egos out in the woods and you came into my life and for the first time in a long time, I started to feel things again. I started to feel happy. But lately, I guess I've been feeling distant from you. Like you're, you're pulling away from me or something. I miss playing board games every night. Making triple-decker ego extravaganzas at sunrise. Watching westerns together before we doze off. But I know you're getting older. Growing. Changing. And I guess, if I'm being really honest, that's what scares me. I don't want things to change. So I think maybe that's why I came in here, to try to maybe stop that change. To turn back the clock. To make things go back to how they were. But I know that's naive. It's just 
not how life works. It's moving, always moving, whether you like it or not. And yeah, sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it's sad. And sometimes it's surprising, happy. So you know what? Keep on growing up, kid. Don't let me stop you. Make mistakes, learn from them. And when life hurts you, because it will, remember the hurt. The hurt is good. It means you're out of that cave. But please, if you don't mind, for the sake of your poor old dad, keep the door open three inches. <laughs> Most of the season has just been, he's, it's been a lie, isn't it? He's just been yeah. uncomfortable with yeah. trying to be a, a, a dad of a girl that age. Yeah. Um, and his daughter never got to that age. Yeah, Remember that's his, what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So then you start thinking about that and it's, it's that tragic uh, link, isn't it? Um, but it's, it's cute. And, and the the fact that his note is so well written. It is so well written. Um, you know, it's like, that's, yeah, he's a dad, isn't he? He's, he's just a classic dad. Yeah. And it's absolute heartbreak. But yeah. it's also nice to think that, you know, Hopper was a superhero, not this awful man that they wrote for fucking four episodes. Yeah, right? he is a superhero, essentially. He is, yeah. you know... He is the hero, one of the major heroes of the he, story. He's been slagged off. Like the characterization of uh, of Hopper, um, there are a lot of people that like his character is problematic because he's this. Uh, he's like a bully. Um, he's trying to fucking bully. Um, what's her face? Into Joyce. Joyce into a date. And well, I don't think he, that's true. He just no, fancies but, her and likes her. That's all yeah, it is. But yeah, but he's really aggressive about it though. Um, yeah, and also he punches problems in the face. Yeah, he takes so, it to the man. Yeah, screw you. I've got a gun. Don't worry about you know. But um, yeah, but this it kind of rectifies a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and obviously you overlay that with eleven and the kids and yeah, you've got so the music playing. Sad. It's devastating. It is devastating. But it's beautiful. It is beautiful. And it's like yeah, br- brilliant. What a way to end. What a way to end. Stranger Things. Beautiful. Uh... I wish I could swim Like dolphins Like dolphins can swim In Stranger Things Season 1, Episode 4, where they discover Will Byer's body, they play... I'm going to say this right now, guys. This is my funeral song. So if, if, if I... Why are you saying that? It is. It's my funeral song. No. I love this song. It's one of my favourite pieces of music That's ever. so depressing. It is depressing. But yeah. well, you should know your funeral you... song. Know your funeral no. song. Uh, I love Heroes by David Bowie. Uh, oh, <laughs> the theme music. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Uh, no, but I love it. And the, re- the Peter Gabriel rendition of Heroes is yeah. excellent. Uh, and to use it again here, because I was on the cusp of tears when this speech was being read out. The moment those strings came in, I was like, right, that's it. I'm gone. Floods, floods of tears. I was gone. It was was, was a a sad time for me. How can we live 
We get a post-credit scene, which is um, in Kamchatka. We're back in Russia, <laughs> where we started the season uh, with that amazing sort of opening that we had. Mm. Uh, Russian guards are instructed to feed a prisoner, uh, but uh, not the American, in quotation marks, mm. uh, to a captive demogorgon. Starts off, I thought it was a demodog, turns into a demogorgon. Love mm. that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. So that seems that, that I've forgotten how fucking gross they are. Yeah. yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Mm. Very horrible. Just horrible. Um, yeah. What I will say is... Good effects. Let's talk about... Budget's gone up. Well, let's talk about the theories about this end credit scene then, shall we? Because I, I think it's important to talk about Hopper and how he's still alive. I am adamant that the American is not Hopper. Mm. Uh, for several reasons. It, it just... It, I don't know how they would have got him out of the facility, the Russians. The Americans turned up. How I don't think any of the Russians in that facility were extradited or escaped or anything. They, or You know, there's just not possible. Mm. Uh, what I will also say is, <clears throat> I think it's Dr. Brenner from season one. That's yeah. an interesting theory. And it ties into season two because when, on that terrible episode where Eleven went and found Eight and mm-hmm. they they were like, she was looking for Dr. Brenner in that sort of dream space that she goes mm-hmm. to, that she's a lot of season. She could see him and she also, that she felt that he was still alive. Mm. Also, it would explain how the Russians know about the Upside Down and know how to get a Demogorgon, which obviously the Demogorgon ties directly into Brenner in season one because that's how we thought he died. But we know that he he probably isn't dead. Um, So I think the American is Brenner and that's how the Russians have access to the Upside Down. I do think that Hopper is alive, but I think what happened is there's a very key cutaway to Joyce just before she turns the keys for a couple of seconds. Mm. I think Hopper jumped through the gate to the upside down and he's now in the upside down and season four will center around, obviously Eleven's lost her powers. If she had her powers, she would be able to find Hopper. It would be such a Mm. deus ex machina device Mm. to find Mm. Hopper. She can't at the moment. It'll be about her getting her powers back and then maybe teaming up with some of these other superpowered kids because they're going to have to tie that in again somehow mm. because it doesn't yeah, make otherwise any otherwise it was pointless. Yeah. No, but maybe they'll because that was such a poor episode. Yeah. Maybe they'll just be like, oh, "Fuck that." We'll maybe, that maybe. But if she's also powers, maybe they'll go and search for other kids who have powers mm. to sort of get Hopper back. And it's going to be getting the gang back together to reopen the gate again to get Hopper out and then close it again, which I know is a bit much, but I think Hopper is going to be the driving motivator for season four. I don't I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I just don't know how I feel <laughs> about it. I think, 
you know, we were saying this earlier, if Hopper isn't dead, it feels like cheating. Mm. It does feel like cheating, but remember, I've, I've oh, sat on no. this as well, but the characters think he's dead. Like, forget what we think and about the fact that if he comes back or whatever, yeah, right no, now no. in this moment, they're devastated. And the impact of that, I, I totally get where you're coming from. I just don't know personally, I mean, fuck everyone else, I don't know personally how I feel about it. The only, the only things I have against the theory, and what do you guys think about this, is how is he surviving in the Upside Down? What's he eating? Well, yeah. What's he drinking? We've seen it over there. It's very inhospitable. Will almost died when he was there for like four or five days. It's a bit of an understatement, to it's, be honest. It's three months later. I think he would die randomly just if he was outside for three or four days anyway. What, Hopper? Well, no, Will. Oh, yeah, Will. He's a yeah, weak yeah. boy. yeah. But I just there's a lot of questions like that that need answering. Maybe the mind flayer knows who he is, Probably taking him captive. So you think the choice of the music is oh very so, important? Yeah. So the reason for that being that they all thought Will, was, Will dead. was dead. Yeah. So you think that is yeah. I think that's the the reference. So a couple of yeah. So when that song played in season one, it was he's when not dead. yeah he's not dead. He's definitely dead. They <laughs> they they, the they found Will's body, but it was the fake body yeah. at that stage, oh, and they yeah. and they played. I've forgotten how creepy that they, was. Yeah, and they played the, this song, but at the, at the time, at the end of the episode, you think it is Will mm. is dead. Mm. Same here. They've played the same song about a character that's gone. Yeah. Um. So that's a very thematic mm. choice. There's a. It's very rare that a show will use the same song that isn't a piece of composed music twice. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Also, Hopper says at the end of his speech, uh, could you do me a favour? Just leave the door open three inches for your poor old dad. Now that obviously is leaving the door open to his return. Also uh... leaving the gate open. Lots of thematic things with that as well. Mm. Like that they could, you know, they could tie back into the speech. So I think it's pretty certain. He's not squeezing through three inches. No, he though. ain't squeezing through three inches. Yeah. Um, so it's just... <laughs> he's lost Mate, a lot of weight, in the, lot of weight in the upside down. Yeah, yeah. So, dead. so that's my theories on that. And and you guys kind of, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm still not happy with it just because it makes sense. Yeah, you know, I would prefer him to be dead. To be honest, yeah, I I honestly would as well. Uh, I think the show is kind of scared of killing off characters sometimes, and to lose a major character like Hopper is a big moment. And as much as I love the character, and of course I want to see him back. Thematically, for me, it is devastating to lose him uh, mm. permanently mm. and the effect that will have on the characters in the long run, not just if he's gone for like five or six months, but yeah. if he's gone for years of their life, especially someone like Elle, who, where he's a, he's a parent, a parental figure, even he's a parental figure to the other kids as well, the mm. amount of times that he saved them and helped them. So, he's yeah, let's, let's hope that he, uh, he doesn't come back in a way, but if he does, I hope they handle it well. I'm sure they will because the Duffer brothers seem so switched on. Mm. Uh, they seem very, very switched on. Uh, before we close out this season of Stranger Things, please join us at the Hawkins Hovel. Woo! Yes, hello, welcome back to the final Hawkins hovel of the season where we mention uh, the references that we've noticed in these last two episodes and how they tie in thematically to the show in general. Mm -hmm. Let's start off with Back to the Future. We've talked about it, it was in the movie theatre. It's a massive, massive part of um, episode seven. 
Do we think that the inclusion of Back to the Future signals that there is the potential for time travel in season four? I hope not. That that would be shit. I, I think. don't want that. There was an interview with the Duffer Brothers years ago when they were pitching this idea to several different studios and... Um, mm. Obviously, eventually Netflix picked it up, and, and thank God they did. Otherwise, I, it's a shame we would never have seen this amazing show uh, where they did mention that time travel was a massive part of their original plot. Mm. Um, no. And I have a feeling that they're maybe going to visit it in season four. Just no. because I, that's just my th- a thought process. I think this is a little signifier. I hope not. I, ho- I agree with you. I think time travel cheapens things. Yeah. I Shit. think it would be a shame. And actually, I think at this point, we, we've gone so far without it that I don't think they would throw it into season yeah. four. Yeah. Not happy with that. Let's move on to better references. Okay. No. We've, talk- we've talked about the Evil Dead and we've talked about Evil Dead 2, yeah. uh, the remote cabin situation, the sort of kitsch horror and sometimes very horrific horror stuff, the mm. gore yeah. that was used in that cabin scene. Um you know, we talked about it earlier, but it was it was very reminiscent of the Evil Dead. And you were right, John. Maybe they should have done the um, the little camera tracking shot. Little tracking that, shot. Yeah. That mm. would have been that would have been great. Very good. Um, uh, that's how the noise. That's goes. the noise, is it? Yeah. Oh, I love that noise. Go good. Uh, we've talked about the thing probably in every single Hawkins hovel this season. <laughs> One of my favourite horror films ever. Uh, the gore, the special effects, the creature design very reminiscent of what we're getting of the mind flayer here uh, and is even explicitly referenced when Lucas compares the unpopular love of New Coke, which we've also talked about in Hawkins Hobble, mm-hmm. um, to the Thing remake, which is the Carpenter Thing remake, which is the 82 version from the original, which is like, you know, the 50s version. Yep. Personally, for me, if original. you're comparing what, well, no, the th- I like original Coke, but oh, no, I, was I want the, the re- thing. Uh, you want the remake of the Thing. The 1982 version is 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 one of the most iconic films of all time. Mm. But they all like say that Lucas is mental yeah, thinking for New thinking, Coke is better. Yeah, that yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, that is true. And if you want to hear about New Coke, go check out one of the earlier podcasts because mm. we talk about how that was uh, invented and and uh, <laughs> very interesting. Everyone yeah. loves that. Blueberries. Yeah, blueberries, yeah. Which was a lie. Which so. is a complete lie. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about some cereals because when the kids are in the little uh, shop, there's a couple of uh, little cereals that I thought were very interesting. Hmm. Pac-Man cereal. Yep. Smurfberry Crunch, which I know is uh, I've heard of. I mean, this this is a thing. Cereals in England, let's be honest. Shit. Shit. Absolute codswallop. Bran flakes. Special okay. K. Maybe Cocoa Pops. Oh, yeah. Cocoa, oh, Cocoa Pops. Pops oh, Nes- Nes- Nesquik's good. Girl. Nesquik's good. Um, <laughs> but you get in, so you've got Pac-Man cereal, you've got Smurfberry Crunch. There's a Mr. T cereal, for Brilliant. fuck's sake. Mm. Rainbow Bright cereal, G.I. Joe action stars, That's and this is my personal favourite, Ghostbusters cereal. Yeah, what about Why? Ghostbusters 2? Well, well, <laughs> <laughs> very good for any long-term listeners. Uh, we do love Ghostbusters 2 here. Um, I would have loved Ghostbusters cereal. Yeah. Mm. That would have been amazing. Yeah. What I also really like, Len, is that you've, you've listed the years of these cereals. Our listeners don't need to hear that, but I just enjoyed it. <laughs> well, I like to know that things are very accurate because we we're in 1985. And mm. as you can see, most of these cereals, apart from Pac-Man and, and Smurfberry Crunch. Cereal. Yeah, very old. <laughs> very Stale, old. if anything. Vintage. Um, the Hall of Mirrors that we see uh, Grigori and uh, Hopper go through in the Funhouse, which we only briefly mentioned in this episode because we've had so much to get through. Um, I thought I'd put this in there, John, mm. because uh, where have you seen uh, where have you seen some mirrors before? 
Um, I'm, have you seen have you seen mirrors in Way of the Dragon? <laughs> <laughs> mm, well, they're in Way of the Dragon, are they? Well, um, yeah, 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 they're in no, Way of the Dragon. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen mirrors in Way of the Dragon. Oh, I see. I've seen mirrors yeah. in Enter the Dragon. Oh yes, Enter the Dragon. Yes, yeah. thank you. So yeah, couldn't resist. <laughs> I couldn't resist putting in there, John. That's a good <sighs> office. Another office quote for any office fans out yeah. there. Um, so yeah. The mirror's very reminiscent of the, the famous <laughs> film there. Gremlins, is, you know, stuffed Gremlins toys. Gremlins, Gremlins in the, in the fun yeah. fair. They've, they've been a massive um, theme this season mm. with Phoebe Cates references and, and and just in general, some of the horrific stuff that's been going on. Dawn of the Dead, we've mentioned. Um, Night of the Living Dead, you know, all that series is, is is plain to see, especially with the mall stuff that goes on and the sort of siege on the, on the Battle of Starcourt. Mm. Definite, definite references there. Let's move on to... Chapter 8, The Battle of Starcourt itself. We've already talked about this one because um, chestbuster scene, uh, the little blob Gareth creature coming out of Eleven's leg Mm. and then squirming away. Shinbuster. Shinbuster. (laughs) Yeah, that. Uh, He's going to be raging when he hears this. (laughs) Um, He was a rat the other week and now he's a little blob. Mm. Scumbag. I've got a tummy bug. Uh, no, sorry. But uh, yeah, it's very reminiscent of the baby xenomorph that pops out of uh, John Hurt's chest in Alien. Mm. Uh, and Hopper stomps on this one instead of it escaping in Alien and then wreaking havoc or wrecking havoc Thank God. on the, the ship of the Nostromo, if anyone's interested for the facts of Alien. Fact. Fact. Nostromo. So um, Jurassic Park. Let's talk about that. Mm. So... Was it Janet? Time, do we? Well, <laughs> was it Janet that messaged in? It was, wasn't it? Jan- John, Janet messaged you in your DMs. She slid into your DMs. Yeah, she did, yeah. Yeah, and she mentioned War of the Worlds. Mm. Well, very interestingly, when this is all going on and you've got Eleven, Max and Mike in the gap, uh, you're also getting extreme vibes of the velociraptors in the kitchen mm. scene in Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. As this is going on as well, when they escape and they get in the car and they drive off and they try and lead the mind flare away, mm. you know, yep. and you've got that scene of the mind flare literally behind the car chasing it. That is essentially the T-Rex chase scene from Jurassic yeah, Park as well. Roaring away as well. Roaring yeah. away behind them. Ooh. And yet they're like, drive, drive, drive faster. You know, it's it's very Jurassic Park. Drive, uh, there's a fucking dinosaur behind us now <laughs> as well. Hurry up. <laughs> T-Rex and the mind flare. Uh, we've talked about the never ending story a lot. You've even heard too much. You've even heard our lovely voices singing it. Beautiful. Um, once again, <laughs> if you want to hear the auto-tuned version of John and Gareth singing it in full in the next week or so, <laughs> go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical. That's not necessarily happening. That is a hundred percent happening. We have promised <laughs> yeah. it to the fans. Premium branded are back, baby. Mm. Woo! Well, yeah. minus three members, but yeah, woo. Woo. It's a duet, John. We can't, you yeah. know. It is what it is. Okay. Just to say again, uh, ja, you know, Joyce turning the key, she used the belt situation. She had to be very inventive. Mm. Happens in Superman 3, similar situation. Oh, yeah. Turning the key system. Yep. Very famous in 80s and 90s trope sci-fi films. Tropey. Very tropey. They had to use a little belt in that to, to, to do it, you know, just the same as Joyce did. Yeah. Phoebe Cates has been mentioned a lot this season and uh, Steve knocks over a little sign of her in yeah. the video store at the end. Yep. Which was just a nice tie back to the very first episode oh, where we that. have the, the mention of Phoebe Cates. Mm. Um, and that is your lot of references, I believe. It is mm. a lot. There have been so many references this season. We've mentioned the main ones that have very thematic 
impact, a very thematic impact on the show. Mm. Uh, there's been hundreds of posters, hundreds of VHS tapes in the VHS store at the end, little <laughs> games and stuff like that. Honestly, you could go online, you know, have a little look at all the little ones that we missed, but we've mentioned the ones that are reminiscent to us of other films mm. uh, and really are what the Duffer Brothers are going for in terms of recreating things that they grew up watching and loving. And that is why we love it so much, the nostalgia. But the show doesn't just rely on these nostalgia moments. It also has fantastic direction, amazing, um, an amazing score, an amazing cast, mm. and genuinely exceptional writing for something that on paper could seem so kitsch, so out there, so ridiculous, but mm. at the end of the day is excellent, excellent television. Would you guys like to say anything else about this season of Stranger Things before we wrap up? I think you've you've pretty much summed it up. Um mm. Uh, I do have a five-minute monologue uh, that Go, I want to read out, yeah. but it is a sauna in this room. <laughs> it really is. So <laughs> I, sauna I think test. I'm going yeah, to leave it there. How about you, uh, Ems? Uh, summed it up beautifully, uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed being back for the best two episodes of this season. It's good to see your lovely sweaty face. Mm. Thank you. It's very sweaty and shiny. <laughs> I'm sitting here in my pants only. Um, They're very tiny. It's awful. Yeah, it's, it's so hot. It's unreal. Mm. But... Um, I want to say thank you for everyone who's listened to our Stranger Things coverage this season. It's been a pleasure to be back covering something uh, so brilliant because this this year has been very, very disappointing with uh, some of our favourite and most beloved shows. Well, look, um, let's not worry about them. No, let's not because this has really lifted my spirits. And Sounds it. Right, but, but yeah, really I'm so hot. I'm really sorry. It's just yeah. it's absolutely He's roasting. I'm on the cusp <laughs> of passing out. Um, so thank you so much, guys. We are obviously still around. The worst of Netflix is still here. We're going to be covering loads of movies over the summer before we uh, before we kick off with other shows like The Watchmen, which is starting on HBO. Uh, we're going to be covering, you know, possibly The Walking Dead again. We need to have a serious discussion about that in terms of timeframes with The Watchmen. Emma because... and Lucy have got a new series to cover in August, but that will remain a secret for now. Well, you oh, kept yeah. that a secret from us as well, have yeah. you? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Is it not Queer Eye, is it? No, season two of Mindhunter. That's oh, very okay. good, yeah, very that's good. Right. Yeah, so look, there's Lee a lot Lucy, of stuff. back, serial killers, love Good, it. there's yeah. a lot of stuff good. going on here at Fan Critical. Please do stay tuned. We will still be releasing a podcast once every week or once every two weeks. Uh, and obviously, we'll let you know on social media what we're covering and when. Follow us on social media at fan underscore critical on Instagram, at fan critical pod on Twitter, and fan critical on Facebook. And please do get in touch with us via email at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. That is fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, remember, if you want to hear those sweet, sweet tones of John and Gareth singing Never Ending Story, patreon.com forward slash fancritical. And you get access to cast episodes and you can commission a podcast and you can be a guest on a podcast of your choice once a month. So many options. Go check it out. Patreon.com forward slash fan critical thank you we have been your very own D crew gareth is calling us now over to australia to go play a new campaign um nah, ignore that well you know he loves it so he's got his little wizard outfit on mm. he's turned he's no longer the blob he's turned into little wizard man and <laughs> little wizard blob little wizard blob man and we're gonna go visit him and play some D. &D. so don't worry gareth we're on our way uh john's got his sword emma's got her spells <laughs> Uh, I'm and I'm going to be a little dwarf-like character. And I think what they're meant to say is that's all from us for now. And we'll that see is. you all soon. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. See ya. In her face.